Welcome, BoomXers. Let's throw out the old playbook. It's time to tear down the traditional way of looking at your life and money. And leverage the laws of money to our advantage. That's right. There are laws of money. And those who learn and leverage the laws of money win. And sometimes win big. Stay tuned as asset protection attorney Daryl Tuttle, educator and leader of the BoomX Nation, shows us how. Beginners, investors, entrepreneurs, fellow attorneys, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's arm this ball. Now, here's the BoomX Show. The Laws of Money. Welcome back to the BoomX Show Laws of Money podcast. Uh, you know, yesterday's episode was, even all these years, 10 years later, listening to it again, it's stuck in my mind. I've been thinking about it um, all evening and today because I remember my clients very well. I, mean, I often become attached to my clients, at least the nice ones, <laughs> and uh, that was hard for them to go through. Um, and, of course, she's passed away um, she was in her 80s at the time. That was 10 years ago. And uh, the episode, if you have not heard it, it's season two, episode number one that was published 24 hours ago. Um, and, and it was hard because you know, the, the daughter, one of the daughters found her father in the garden when she was just 16 years old and he'd had a massive heart attack. And that's just hard to listen to. And then ironically, years later, she finds her mom in almost the exact same place in the garden. Um, I, I've grown over the last 10 years a little bit, I'm not sure if jaded is the right word, um, but you know, people have cognitive biases, defects in their decision-making. Um, humans are emotional critters. And you know, it's worn on me trying to convince older clients to do the right thing and just admit the frailty of human life and take the appropriate um, precautions. As I record this, it is February, actually, um, of 2021. My view is that the stock market is about to crash. I might be wrong, but I doubt it. A year from now, we can circle back and see, have a uh, reminiscence, a reunion, reboot episode to see if I was wrong. But to me, it just seems imminent. And um, whenever I mention it, I'm just kind of amazed at the resistance of people to even considering the idea that a stock market adjustment could occur. You know, they're just very heavily emo uh, invested in their current course because, you know, the Dow Jones is at 30,000. It's never been that high. And it's just going to go up and up and up, even though there are so many indicators that we're about to, that we're in a bubble and that we're going to experience an adjustment. And of course, I ask questions like, based on what facts? Of course, you know, I'm lawyering them. That's, that's a lawyer. Uh, you know, we're trained to probe beliefs, assertions, recollections, and observations of uh, witnesses and cases and whatnot, legal reasoning. 
And, you know, they don't like that because I think and the thing about it is when a person is committed to a course of action emotionally, it's not difficult to, um, you know, ask questions that insert doubt, but only doubt to a third party observer to them, of course. Their confirmation bias, which means um, disregarding facts that contradict their beliefs and overemphasizing facts that confirm, in other words, (laughs) close-minded, no other way to put it, uh, is so strong that they can't really see the mistake that they're making and their defective decision-making. Now, if the Dow Jones, I mean, the stock market crashes, if we are in a bubble and you're in retirement in your 70s, you, you just don't have enough time left in your life to recover. I mean, um, you, you, I mean, like, why would a 75-year-old investor even be in the stock market, really? I mean, th- wh- why take that risk? Especially since most people are living well below um, within their means, you know. They have regular recurring income, and their expenses are below it, so why take risk? And people, they... That um, stubborn denial has big, big consequences. It, it, it's an observation I've, I've had made many, many times in my career. But the episode yesterday was like, it's just one of the worst examples. What, what the daughters in that episode really didn't share is that their mom was just stubborn and just absolutely refused. She, they didn't have a power of attorney. They didn't have a will. They didn't, she had taken no steps. Even though, I mean, come on, with 100% certainty, lady, (laughs) you're going to die. You might, you know, like, why wouldn't you have a will? And, you know, in my practice, I've reached the point where I just don't argue. I'm like, you don't want a will? Get out of my office. (laughs) You know, whereas uh, when I listened to the young attorney that hosted that very first show, he hadn't quite learned that yet, (laughs) clearly. I mean, he, he was struggling with the emotion of it. I mean, it's just so tragic because um, I'm just going to say, I mean, like I said yesterday, the recalcitrant stubborn parent is victimizing their family because somebody's got to pick up the pieces. Now, there's a chance that you won't fall in the garden, but in this case, when you do, the risk is just too great. we got to take a quick break for a little... We'll be right back after this. Greetings, I'm Daryl Tuttle. Welcome to the BoomX Show Laws and Money Podcast, where we leverage the laws of business and personal wealth so that we can show members of BoomX Nation how to protect and grow their family's financial visions for three generations or more. That's right, three generations or more. We are in this for the long game. To learn more, go to BoomXShow.com. That's BoomXShow.com, where you can listen to prior episodes, subscribe, and have access to free and additional resources to show you how to protect your family's wealth. You can find the BoomX Show on your smartphone's podcast player, comes with your phone, or you can go to BoomXShow.com. That's www.BoomXShow.com. We have a lot to do today. Let's get started. 
have a lot to do today. Um, it, the, the episode that we aired yesterday was, I mean, the advice that, that those daughters gave was just really so amazing. And, um, I mean, <laughs> like, if you're about to go through troubled waters, find a navigator, somebody that's gone through it before you. And those daughters laid it out, giving valuable, valuable advice. And one of the things that they said was, make sure you get an objective assessment about your parents' needs. So just imagine, you might be going through it now, or even if you're kind of planning your own, maybe you've been diagnosed with um, an illness or disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, or a parent has, and, you know, just do, do not wait until crisis to like, think ahead. And when you look at the levels of care and the different ways that assisted living facilities, adult family homes, and whatnot charge money, those business models matter. And, um, you know, it reminds me to, to mention outside of the promos and whatnot that, you know, if education is important. And there's so many myths out there that are just absolutely incorrect and a lot of financial interests um, that shade and, and you know, influence the messaging that's just absolutely incorrect. And my, my way of battling that is um, just this, like yesterday, launched open for enrollment, my very first digital course that I had been noodling on and thinking about for about 18 months. <laughs> you know, practicing law is very intense, um, demanding profession. And so, but, uh, but it's, it's available now. You can go to boomxacademy.com. The name of the workshop, or, or not the workshop, but the course is the nest egg course. And it's how to protect your nest egg without buying, paying for high, uh, expensive um, insurance premiums and or hiring an expensive lawyer. <laughs> and that course is really awesome because it gives you access to, um, well, let me describe the, the knowledge part of it. It's about four hours of video tutorials taught by me in which I go over the problem that we're trying to solve, what asset protection is, how... Um, like a really great inexpensive strategy using a limited power of attorney and an irrevocable trust can really truly protect your wealth. Now had the mother who fell in the garden in, in this episode and the one prior, had she looked ahead, hired me five years prior and we had, you know, had been allowed to, to execute, implement this plan for her, all of her wealth would have been protected. Whereas, um, I worked on this case long enough. Um, most of her wealth was lost because it was in crisis. Like we didn't get the phone call until she had already been in care for a year. At that point, I'm not a miracle worker. And it's like one of my just frustrations is like, you, you, you know, it's coming. Just plan ahead. And isn't, I get it. I mean, lawyers are expensive. And so in, anyway, um, I, I have made a drafting application that I use in my law firm. And after years, I thought, why exactly, I mean, like, wh why can't I just turn, create like an easy to use interface, like an online questionnaire, clients just ask a, a few questions, and then it runs through legal reasoning that I use 
if it was face-to-face and it generates the appropriate legal documents. Well, I've, I've used that drafting application in my law firm for all my work. Well, now um, this course turns it over to you. And my concept is like, let's, let's get some knowledge out there so people don't have to pay. Um, just, just to give you an idea, the work product that this course, that the, the license to the drafting application that comes with it, and the work product that it's that is generated, I currently charge six thousand one hundred. Uh, <coughs> I misspoke. Six thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars for. Now that's a lot. <laughs> like that's a lot of money. The course is two hundred and fifty dollars, and that comes with um, it's a six month enrollment. If four hours of courses taught by me, it's exactly what I tell my clients or would tell my clients if they hired me at $450 an hour, $250. You watch the videos, you're getting the same information that you would get if it was one-on-one. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, yeah, but we can't ask questions of you in, in video tutorials. Well, yes, you can, because the course also comes with um, weekly office hours, which are live. So you can, just go to the office hour session. Um, I'll probably present on a topic at the beginning of the office hours briefly, um, but then you can ask any question you want to. And so how is that different? You can also message me for free through the BoomX Academy um, messaging app. And there's also a Facebook-like um, group for the students and, and myself, so you can ask questions and get your answers. I, I mean, the the... The prices of attorney's fees is way too high and people need to get access to this information and they need to get access to the legal documents for asset protection. I I could have saved this woman's um, all of her wealth had she been willing and had she had the knowledge. Likely, she maybe attorney's fees um, stopped her. Well, uh, let's take that barrier down. So that's really what the academy is, is all about. Now, let's, um, I just want to refresh your memory because what the daughter said was so powerful. I think we should just listen to it one more time. So this is just a clip from yesterday's segment. And and by reminder, it was a radio show, my very first radio show, excuse me, I ever hosted 10 years ago. Um, And they just lay it out so perfectly if you are responsible for the care on the medical side for a loved one, just listen to exactly what they're saying. Is there one big mistake you made immediately after the fall or one thing that you did during the voyage or the process that you wish you had done differently? Another way of putting it, is there any advice you would give somebody on what not to do when faced with this problem. Well, the number one thing I can say is we did, we went and visited several different assisted living centers. This is the number one mistake that I think, I don't think it was our mistake, it was like lack of knowledge. And a couple other assisted living places went and assessed my mom and said she wasn't the right fit for them. And the place that we ended up moving her to, before they even talked to her, they said, well, we'll take her before they even talked to her. Um, it just, when we'll go assess her and it just depends on what her level of care would be. Well, to me, that should be a, a flag for somebody because 
why would someone automatically say that they, they could take in a person when they never even had met them and knew their own personality and their own needs? And I honestly believe that my mom was not a fit for the facility that we moved her to, but it was because of our lack of knowledge. I learned a lot in the last year, and so that's what I would tell people, especially make sure that you do a lot of research and, you know, if someone's going to say they're going to take in a person you, without even meeting them, it, it's a flag. <clears throat> well, like the... Um social worker that worked at her um, transition the place she was at when she transitioned from the hospital he had told us oh it's from the nursing home yeah she needed to go into a family home but us being I guess as stubborn as she is wanted to give her that chance knowing that she was so independent to go from into having her own home going where she wants to to being into a certain a small area and somewhat that was our mistake because we really and we were in denial. We were in denial of it. And, you know, the whole thing is you can't be in denial of it. You're trying to say it's not there, but it is there. Because that was the biggest mistake that, 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 that yeah, her, her caseworker or whatever he is, her social worker at, at the nursing home recommended a family home. And I, I can tell you what, you should go by the professional's recommendation because I think that's what she should have went through went to in the first place because she ended up having a stroke at the assisted facility she was living at and if she would have been more in a family home environment she probably wouldn't have laid on the floor in her apartment as long as she did before she got help and always make sure when your parent is in a nursing home an assisted living family home doesn't matter that we noticed a lot of change in my mom over the last two or three weeks before this happened. Before the stroke. Before the stroke. And don't take, don't feel that the place she's being taken care of always is going to be the one to notice it. Observe it. Observe yeah. it. The thing is, when you notice a change in your parent, we kind of mistakenly should have called the doctor and say, hey, something's going on with mom. We should have went with our feelings. And said that there's something going on, yeah. You know, because we could see it, and I'm thinking they're around her 24, you know, they're there all the time. Why they didn't see it? They said she was just fine, but she wasn't. Yeah, they don't know her like you do. Right, yeah, right. right. I mean, you know your parent, and you know what's the, but you know their personality. Their habits. And, and their habits, you know, yeah. And her habits totally changed the last several months that she was living in the assisted living center. I really don't think assisted living is made for anybody with dementia, to tell you the truth. You think it's a small setting? I think they need a smaller... It could be assisted living smaller, but a really large place. They, they don't have the one-on-one connection well, with, the pe- with, with the person. I mean, they, there's different situations while you go into assisted you, living. Okay, first of all, you have to remember there's, there's assisted living facilities, but the one mom was in was assisted living and independent. Maybe the, the, the assisted living only can take care of dementia better. Well... I don't know. Yeah, yeah and, and that's right. And um, I can think of one case in particular where assisted living is so closely connected to independent living. It's basically independent living. Whereas it is. If you're looking at a secure dementia unit, that's a completely different thing. Right. It disadvantages. Right. It feels more like a hospital. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's like... <laughs> 
And big, big, big organizations, when you go there, they have a lot of change in staff and all that. And people with dementia have a short-term memory as it is, and if they can get used to one or two people, they have more of a connection with them than they do a whole a huge turnover. staff. A she had a hard people. time because there was the turnover there with the different aides and staff. You know, she, I'd go there and she'd say, well, such and such isn't here anymore, you know, so. And she always said she was lonely for the last few, for quite a while. And what it was, she was. She had her own apartment and she had sundowners, which means she got up in the middle of the night and the staff, they were very shorthanded on staff at night. And she always used to call me in the middle of the night and be crying, saying she's all by herself. And because I wrote on a big paper all of our numbers that she could call us and... I mean, I'd be working, but she'd call me at 2 in the morning, then 3 in the morning, and then 4 in the morning. But, you know, she's my mom, and my mom comes first before my job and me. You know, I mean, it's different if your parent can take care of themselves, but they're in a situation where they can't. You have to put them before anybody in your life. I mean, and that's the part thing about assisted living is a family home or, like you said, a, a memory care center probably has more staff available that could deal with the nighttime not being able to sleep and... Do you feel like K-Care helped you? Yeah, I they did a lot. Yeah, what did, what did K-Care do to help you? Well, we hired them because we actually wanted an independent, independent I don't know if they call them assessments, evaluation, um, of her. And we wanted to know exactly what her level of care needed to be because we were, before her stroke, we actually were in the process of moving her to a family home. But we wanted to know by an independent, not by somebody that worked for the facility that, that evaluated her. And that's why we hired Care Care, K Care. And they did a very um, good evaluation. It was in detail of everything about she, how she was a high risk for fall. And I mean, just every, all of her needs were identified. It was quite a lengthy 27 page report, I think. And what I'd say is no matter where you move your parent, you have an independent person do it. Don't ever have that place do it. The last part that she said is just so important. Get an evaluation. And if you think about it, I mean, like, of course, this is not some a trivial exercise. I mean, I understand that you perhaps have been tasked suddenly and abruptly with finding care for a loved one or a parent. And that's not fun because it's unknown to you. It's probably not your industry. You're probably unaware of the steps to take, which, of course, you know, makes perfect sense. But, um, you know, in my mind's eye, just like most people, oh, I got the call, and I didn't even know I was the power of attorney, and here I am. I've got to make a, a, a decision about care. Where do, where, do, where do people, Americans, go for answers? They go to Mr. Google. Well, that just brings up ads. And the websites that Mr. Google likes the most because – Mr. Google likes algorithms. And so it's like placement agencies, like a place for mom in these different places that really have no interest in finding the best solution for you. I mean that. And so educating yourself before you pick up the phone and click on, start clicking on what Mr. Google tells you, like get that evaluation, that assessment from an objective third party. Uh, you know, like a, a hopefully a registered nurse that can just like lay it all down out for you so that you can make a well-informed decision. I mean, one of the reasons I um, started the BoomX Academy was uh, knowledge to help people for a low cost learn and avoid mistakes. BoomXAcademy.com is a place to go. 
Check it out. It's important. When we come back, we'll talk to an expert about the assessment. Hey, BoomXers. Have you heard about the new BoomX Academy? This online academy offers courses that are taught by Daryl Tuttle, host of the Boom X Show, and other educators. Many courses include a digital lesson book, video presentations, and illustrations to help you plan and live a successful retirement. Go to BoomXAcademy.com. That's right. The very first course, the Nest Egg course, is, is now open for enrollment. It's 250 bucks, and that's four hours of instruction by me uh, and access to live uh, courses, classes, it's like short little presentations and then Q&A every single week. You can also message me directly at no additional cost if you have any kind of questions related to the course. And what we're trying to do is teach you like what's the very first, the most important step that you can take towards asset protection, not estate transfer, not estate planning, which really has limited value, but true asset protection, but give you access to the legal, like deliver the legal documents. And the legal documents are not, it's, this is not a form. It's um, a six-month license to use the drafting application that I'm using my law firm, and you will receive the same exact work product that you would receive if you hired me. You'll receive it instantly because it's coded with my brain. I mean, I know it's scary. Just be, you know, don't scream with the concept, but my brain coded in a box. Um, and so you, that limited power of a, appointment I misspoke of, of limited power of attorney, a limited power of appointment, by the way, is a legal um, document or a legal provision. And it's something different. <laughs> I drafted one today. That's why it was in my mind. But um, a limited power of attorney so that you are preserving the right to make a transfer of assets, your nest egg, that retirement um, wealth that you want to protect for either the rainy day, the emergency fund, or leave to your family. If you don't get it right, you're going to end up with um, at least a chance of, like if you get it wrong, you're going to lose a substantial amount of wealth. And I've seen people lose all of their wealth. So let's not let that happen. And um, once again, you know, if, if you need some convincing, the attorney's fees on this thing, 6850 bucks. whereas you can um, take this course, have access to me, a ask any questions you want to, get the exact same work product for 250 I'm going to repeat that. 6,850 is a different number than 250. Now, I do believe in experts um, if they really are, <laughs> which sometimes, but um, I, I, I'm going to play um, a clip. So this is, um, so, the, so the daughters in the show yesterday referred to K-Care, and I sent them to K-Care or vice versa. I can't remember. And um, K-Care is owned and operated by a registered nurse, and she it helps people assess their parents or their loved ones needs before making a recommendation as to wh where to place them. That, that is 100% on the medical side. The BoomX Academy, which by the way is at boomxacademy.com, um, is the financial side. Two sides of this same coin, financial and medical. But I, I want to play the interview um, way back then, 10 years ago with Lisa Doyle, because like we've heard what the daughters who really aren't amateurs at this point, but um, when they started, they were what, what, what they learned in the advice that they're giving you. But so let's now let's check with Lisa and see what her, um, what she said all those years ago. We're back and I have in the studio with me, 
uh, none other than Lisa Doyle. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad yes. to be here. Yeah. So Lisa is a the owner and a registered nurse with KCare, and KCare was mentioned by Debbie and Sandy during the interview, and we have some issues to discuss. Before we start, Lisa, I just wanted to point out that I originally thought that we could interview you for 10 minutes, and that would be sufficient. Okay. However, after listening to my client and, you know, let's let's be honest, issues came up in that interview that caught me by surprise. Right. The history of, you know, finding... I mean, so think about that. The, the youngest daughter, Debbie, had the same experience twice in her life. And I don't know about you, but the, <laughs> it brings up a lot of issues for me. And it's pretty emotional. Well, probably because I'm a father, you know. My daughter right now is 14. Yeah, that could be you. Yeah. Let's be, hope it's not, though. It could be me. And I, I, every day I see the tragedies and the triumphs and whatnot. And so I've done some planning that perhaps some people haven't. But the truth is it could happen to anybody. The thing about Debbie and Sandy is they love their mom and... I made the comment that when I visited the family out where they are now, which, which seems to be working pretty well, based, because of your recommendation, you're, yeah. the, you're the person that got them in there. But you know, they dote over their mom, and and they, without saying a word, help help the other residents, all of whom are female, right? Women, you know, yeah. they're all it's true widows, yeah. So. I would say, in general, just from going through this, I think there's a couple of things. Um, is that I think the more that someone plans what the, what's going on in advance um, with a loved one, what they want done, what they want to see done, that it things go better because the family is ready to switch into gear as opposed to in crisis. Yeah, right. So clearly had – I mean, and planning could have started ideally before uh, her husband passed. There was no survivor plan in place for her so, right. so she was left financially you know maybe she felt like she didn't have the resources which is not true but she she may have felt that way yeah uh but the, i guess the question f- f- for you is it, if you could get past jerry's that's the mom's name her you know she was described as being independent mm-hmm. and strong-willed yeah but assuming that you could get past that right. and make some kind of impact with her you're a pretty likable person, by the way. No, oh, well, thanks. Yeah, clients <laughs> like you. So let's say, let's just say hypothetically that Jerry liked you and listened to you. Yeah. Six months before this happened, so she's living out, kind of in the country, mm-hmm. and um, she had a tendency to hoard. Mm-hmm. So oh, pretty maybe, common. Yeah, maybe maybe describe what kind of impact hoarding has, or having an untidy um, home for a person who's starting to become older and frail? Well, in general, just living in home and having your habits and then suddenly being taken out of that situation is very stressful for that person. Um, it, the, there's some chaos with hoarding, and it's very hard to let go of. And so you take them from a full-size house, perhaps, down to a one-room apartment, and they're not going to get to take that. And it's also a safety issue, quite frankly. Um, we've been in situations where emergency personnel can't even get back to the individual because the trail to get to them is so narrow. Wow. Okay. And what kind of solutions have you seen or used for that? Or? Oh, that's an open one. Let's see. So 
It depends. Everyone's very individual. It's really, that's where the professionals really need to come in and work with them because everybody is, has a little bit different needs. Um, some people baby steps on what they're willing to let go of. Some people need to have someone that they trust go through the whole process with them. Um, some people have to lament what they're leaving behind and probably a little bit of all of those things, quite frankly, for someone who's hoarding. If so. you could, uh, have, what recommendations would you have given this family six months before the event if they would listen to you? When the family is motivated but the individual isn't, which is typically the case for a hoarder, I would generally say that we need to start by having a family conference. And you, a family conference by itself isn't usually enough to make a step forward because everyone there, – there needs to be somebody that the elderly person – that actually they trust that's a professional. And so it usually, amongst family, there's too many dynamics to actually make a decision. So we do something called chart your own course, and that's one of the pieces that we often do. Um, it allows every family member that is involved, actively involved, including the individual, like in this case, the individual who's the hoarder, to all voice what they want and any concerns or barriers. And as simple as that sounds, it's extremely impactful. Um, the best part about it is that the individual gets to drive most of the conversation and the decision making. And let's face it, who does not like to be in control? We all want to have our own decisions. We don't want to be told what to do. So if we can allow someone who feels out of control by what's happening with their body, they can't get things going, they can't get around their own house anymore, they can't even bathe themselves anymore, if we can give them even an ounce of control back, then their decisions are going to be better. And it's always easier to have those conversations when they're not in an emergency room. And uh, with our Chart Your Own Course program, when they're done, they, they have their backup plan as well as their current plan in place. So should they end up in an emergency room, then they're able to pull that out and take their steps. There's no stress involved, or very little. And that's what I'm talking about, very little stress. Very little stress because you're relying upon people who know, who's been there before, who have training, either in finances and legal or medical, and can guide you through the steps without making a mistake. And when it comes to the well-being and care, financial, spiritual, emotional, physical, what greater duty is there to do it correctly? In fact, in many cases, a lot would impose a fiduciary duty. Fiduciary duty just simply means it's much easier to be sued and lose <laughs> than without one. This has been the Boom X Show. The Laws of Money podcast. We are on season two, episode two. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time.